So based on what's coming, based on what's going on on the inside of me, it's going to determine what's going on the outside of me long term. Now we can we can fake it until we make it for a while. Got it? But sometimes many of us who faking it don't end up making it because we don't have the internal substance to sustain the consistency and the stamina necessary to to effect long-term change y'all understanding this and so i like to say not fake it until you make it i like to say faith it until you make it because if you're in faith you're gonna make it that's if you stay there right okay but no we 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 have adopted ways of cliches we've adopted ways of behavior we've adopted uh to you know, being able to mimic somebody else because we see somebody who we think is mature in the things of God and in church, and so we do what they do, and you know, people assume that we are mature like they're mature, but if we were cut you open, we'd probably expose some things. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Tell your neighbor, say, it's going to be a good series. It's going to be a good series. Go on and tell me. You tell me, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. The Word of God is the only, only element that can do surgery on you and you won't have to bleed or there will be no incision. He'll get right down to the meat of things and, and change what it needs to change if you allow it. Got it? Now, according to the Bible, what is the heart? Go to Matthew 22 now. Go to Matthew 22. What does the Bible have to say about the heart? Now, I'm going to mention four things here that we do with our heart according to Scripture. Matthew 22, 37. Matthew 22 and 37. Everybody there? First thing that we do according to scripture with our heart is that we love with our heart. We love with our heart. The Bible says in verse 37 says, Thou shalt love the Lord God with all thy what? So where does love proceed from? The heart. Okay? See, we have uh, gotten so used to head love that we really don't understand heart love. God bless you. So when you, when you love from the heart, it's, it's more stable than in the head. Got it? And a lot of times when in relationships, we end up being in love in our head first before we end up being in love in our heart. Come on now. And so... The Bible says we love the Lord God with all our what? Heart, our soul, and our mind. So love proceeds from our heart. And so true love, the love that God is looking for, 
comes from the heart of man. It comes from the inside of man. And so with God, God is looking for a group of people that love him from the heart. Not just to have a head knowledge of God, not just have a head love of God, and just, you know, have a respect for God, but have a genuine, true love. God, you have my heart. And if God has your heart, then he has access to every other part of you. See, it's just when God doesn't have your entire heart that he can't access every area. There's some areas that are off limits to God because we haven't given him all of our heart. Do we really love God with all our heart? Or do we have compartments of our heart segregated from God because we got other things and other people inside of that? See, you really can't love others unless you first love God properly. Amen. Got it? And so that's, that's the principle. So we love from our heart. Everybody say, I love from my heart. Okay. All right, let's go a little further. Next scripture is uh, Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23. Let's go over there. So the Bible says, first, we love from our heart. Okay. Proverbs 23 and verse number 7. We probably can quote it, but we'll put our eyes on it. Proverbs 23 and verse number 7. Say, I ha have it if you're there. Okay, it says, for as he thinketh in his what? Heart, so is he. For as he thinketh where? In his heart, so is he. So not only do we love from our hearts, we also think from our hearts. And when we think from our heart, yes, we have our mind, which is a part of our souls, and that's a, and that's a level of thinking. But when you think in your heart, the Bible says that's who you are. And so that's a deeper level of thought than just in your head or just in your soul in your soul. Because you can have one thing in your soul, I mean in your soul and something different in your heart, and what's in your heart's gonna prevail. You got it? And so the Bible says, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So I am and you are who you think you are in your heart. And it's your heart that governs the way you act because of the way you think of yourself. Are y'all hearing this? So number one, I what? Love. Number two, I what? Think. Okay, let's go to the next scripture. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Just talking about, according to the Bible, what do we do with our heart here? Okay, Romans chapter number 10. You probably know where we're going. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Okay? So I love with my heart, I think with my heart, and then number three, I believe with my heart. I believe with my heart. Romans 10, 10, 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Look at verse 10. For with the heart man what? Believes. How does man believe? With his heart. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So true believing is from the heart. That's why we make this statement about faith. We said faith is not of the head, it's of the heart. And so when I believe something and when I truly believe something, I believe it from the, very, the inner parts of me. That's when you're in faith. When you're in faith is when you've got it in here and your mind can't talk you out of it. Because where? It's deeper. It's deep-rooted. When you got a belief in your heart, man, you, that, that belief in your heart will overcome anything that's in your head. 
If you believe that increase is yours, you don't care what your mind says, I believe increase is mine. You can get bad news in the mail. You can get a bad phone call, but you know what? I don't care about all that. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what I believe. And I believe that increase is mine. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because your mind will compete with your heart. You want to you get them in harmony, but sometimes your mind will, do, will, will think a different way or to believe or want to believe a different way than what's in your heart. But when you believe in your heart, it's a done deal. As we used to say coming up, you can cancel Christmas. Anybody heard that in a long time? When it's done, you can cancel Christmas, man. It, it, it's done. I ain't, I ain't getting talked out of it. Glory to God, as uh, one, one preacher says, I'm already wet. It ain't no use me tr trying to dry me off because I'm already in this. I ain't getting out the pool. Amen. Y'all with me? So number one, I love with my heart. Number two, I think with my heart. Number three, I believe with my heart. And then number four, we're going to find over here in Matthew uh, chapter 6. Go to Matthew chapter 6. All right. Another companion scripture with Romans chapter 10, verse 9, is Mark eleven twenty three 23, says, For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but, but believe, what should believe what, what he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. So we believe with our heart. That's why you got to hear the word, hear the word, hear the word, get it past your thinker, and get it in your heart. Amen. All right? Look at this. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 21. You there? It says, for where your treasure is, there will your what? Heart be also. Where your treasure is, is where your heart will be also. And so the fourth thing that we do with our heart is that's, that's where we get our focus from and our passion. Our focus and our passion comes from our heart. Amen. So I love with my heart. I think with my heart. I believe with my heart, and I have focus because of what's in my heart. When you're, when you're focused and have passion generating from your heart, it's hard to distract you. Distractions come when you just are mentally assenting to something, thinking that I want to, uh, to do something, and you can get distracted, thinking I'm going to do something and get distracted. But when you make a commitment in your heart, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to achieve. This is what I'm going to have. Forget about it. You ain't going to talk me out of it. Because that, and then now that passion then comes along and keeps me focused on, uh, on what I need to do. I was watching, we was watching a show the other day, and I heard a term, and that it, it, it hit me, and, and it rang in, inside of me. Uh, there was a person presenting an idea, and someone responded to him and said, you are a wannapreneur, not an entrepreneur. I heard that. I was like, wow, that is good. A wannapreneur. There's a lot of people that want to have business and want to have an invention and want to do some things. They're just yet wannapreneurs. <laughs> the entrepreneurs are the ones who have the focus and the passion to follow through until it comes, until it, until it is conceived and comes, uh, comes to pass. Now you can call yourself an entrepreneur. Oh, that ain't like that. Praise the Lord. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a wannapreneur as long as you're working on becoming an entrepreneur. But just don't be a wannapreneur all your life. Dr. Miles Monroe says this, uh, the greatest potential uh, on the earth is in graveyards. Because people die without releasing the potential 
that God has placed in us. Amen. And so that's not going to be you, though. Because we're going we gonna to reach all of it. We're going to do all that God has called us to do. Are y'all hearing me? So what? Number one, I love with my heart. Number two, I what? Think with my heart. Number three, I believe with my heart. And number four, what? I have focus and passion because of my heart. And so let me illustrate this to you. Everybody understand uh, automobiles and how automobiles work, right? And I'm going to stay focused because, you know, I can, I can get off. But I was thinking about this, and I related each of these components of the heart to the automobile. The love from your heart is the engine. It's your motivator. It's your motor. Got it? You put the most energy and effort and treasure to that which you love. If you love it, you're going to be involved in it. If you don't love it, it may be a short-term thing. That's why we see people committed to work, uh, to work ethic and workouts and, and training and regimen and doing it over and over and over again, and they never seem to get tired of doing the same thing because they love what they're doing. It's the motivator. It's the motor. It's the engine. And so based on how much you love it is the size and the power of your engine. You got that? And then we move to the thinking. Your thinking is your gear selector. Whether you're going to be going forward or reverse, how you think. Woo, Jesus. Not just how you think up here, but how you think in here. It's your gear selector. Whether you're going to go forward in life or whether you're going to go in reverse. That's your gear selector. All right? Thirdly, your belief is your steering wheel. Because the belief is going to turn you wherever you believe you should be going. Come on, talk to me. So if I believe if I'm supposed to go left, my steering wheel is going to turn what? Left to your right. If I, if I believe I'm supposed to go right, your left, my steering wheel is going to turn that way because that's how I believe. And so now my belief is now the compass or the GPS for my life. I'll take this exit or this exit, or I'll miss this exit or go to that exit, or I'll turn around and do what? Why? It's based on what you believe. Because how often has it been you said you believed something and you started on a path, and then on that path you stopped believing what you said you believed, and all of a sudden your direction changed. Now you are no longer doing what you said you believed because you're now picking up on the direction of what you now believe. Because what? Your belief changed. And when your belief changes, your stand will change. Faith Christian Center International presents the 2012 Faith Conference, Blessed to be a Blessing. Get ready for a time of praise and worship, teaching and fellowship with the body of Christ as you have never done before. Learn how to use your faith to break limitations in your life so you can experience the next dimension. Beginning Wednesday, March 28th at 7 p.m., we will learn from our very own Dr. Wayne A. Fry. Reach down on the inside of you, stir that dream up, glory to God. Get a new fire and a new passion about what you've been dreaming and having vision for, glory to God, and release it out of your mouth and declare it shall surely come to pass. Then, continuing on Thursday, March 29th at 7 p.m., Grammy-nominated gospel artist Dr. Helen Baylor will be in full concert.
on Friday, March 30th, Dr. Decker Tapscott, Senior Pastor of Faith Christian Church and International Outreach Center, shares. So then, the life of faith is a response to God's power. In other words, I don't, I don't uh, wait for God to do it. I know He can, and I act knowing that. My action is a result of what I know, not what I see. All nights are free, so don't miss this incredible opportunity to grow in faith. For more information, visit us online at www.fccintl.org or call 434-979-1700. The 2012 Faith Conference is right around the corner, so get ready today. Your believing is a steering wheel, and listen to this, your focus and your passion is the accelerator. Is what gives you gas. It was what causes you to accelerate to your desired goal or your destiny. No passion, no focus, no movement. Your car is running. You have motor, gas in the car, all things being equal. You have your steering wheel pointed in the right direction. You have it in gear. But if you don't press that accelerator, you still won't go anywhere. Because you lack focus and you lack passion. You have your engine started, you have your steering wheel in place, you have your gear selected, and then all of a sudden you, you lost focus and you're on to something else. So now you have a running automobile ready to go, but it's not going anywhere. Amen. Are y'all hearing this today? All right. So go back now to Proverbs chapter number four. Go back to Proverbs chapter number four. Let's talk about some things. <clears throat> because with all this about the heart, Proverbs four gives us some instructions. He gives us some instructions. All right, Proverbs 4 and uh, verse number 23, I believe it is. Proverbs 4 and verse number 23, yes. You there? It says, keep your heart with all what? Diligence. So we're seeing a glimpse now, getting the glimpse of how important our heart is. The innermost part of me is because I love with it, I think with it, I believe with it, and I'm focused with it or focused by it, right? And so it says here, keep your heart with all diligence. What does the word keep mean? The word keep means protect. It means to guard. Got it? It means to garrison around. Why? Because the Bible is saying keep your heart because out of it, out of what? Out of your heart are the issues of life. And so we can take that and say the issues of our life that we're dealing with has a direct effect or direct connection to what's going in it on in our hearts. So if I'm dealing with any issue, I got to understand from this passage of Scripture that there is something going on in the, on the inside of me that is a causing this issue to come out of me. You, you understand this? So now, if that's the case... The Bible says I should guard it. I should keep it. I should garrison around it. I should be preventing some things from coming into my heart because now out of it are the issues of life. You got that? And so, for example, if I had a glass of clear water and I can either put Kool-Aid in it or I can put uh, poison in it, and I'm going to have different results of what comes out of that jar. 
Got it? Water is the base. Heart is the base. I'm putting something sweet in this one. I'm putting something deadly in this one. But out of it, or the issues that come out of that, is going to be much different. You're going to have this person over here enjoying the drink, getting hyper because of the sugar. Come on, talk to me, parents. You ever pick your kids up from school and they just run around? What y'all have for snack today, man? What y'all have for snack? Had to be some sugar. Enjoying this taste. Got some energy boost because of the sugar. But now on this side, we're going to have death and destruction. Because of what's in it. Because of what's in it. And the Bible is saying because of what's in our heart are affecting what's in our life. And so if we don't like what's in our life, then we got to back up and start working on our heart. You see what I'm saying? Because we're trying to cover up stuff, but you can't cover up what's in it. Because if you ever reach down inside and pull it out, it mixes in the whole thing. So if you put, you might just pour a little bit of poison in the water, but it, it's going to mix with all the rest of the water. And so the, the, the potency might go down because, depending upon how much water you have, but you're still going to have a trace of poison in that. And so now whatever you do, it's gonna be, there's going to be some poison attached to whatever this water is used for. If you water a plant, it may kill it. If you drink it, it may kill you. You with me? Over here, you may put a half a pack of Kool-Aid in there. Still, it's going to mix with the rest of the water, and you're going to have some weak Kool-Aid, but still you're going to have the effect of the Kool-Aid on the water. Everybody understand what I'm saying? And so now we are dealing with things, and we want increase. We want a, new, a better life. We want to go to the next level, but we're not willing to take the time to back up and find out why is my life the way it is now, and it's because some things is going on in my heart. And I can't avoid it. I can't step over it. I can't ignore it. I got to work on what's in here to change what comes out of here. Are y'all hearing me today? And when you don't do that, that which is designed to be hidden. See, your heart, nobody can see your heart except God. God's the only individual. God's the only, only being that can see your heart. The Bible says that man looks on the outward. But God looks on the heart, right? And you can't, you know, like, you know, you have people and you have odds with people. And then, you, and then they apologize to you. And then this is what you say. You ain't really mean that. You do it. You know, why? Because you're looking on the outward. They ain't look like they meant it. They ain't look like they had a sad face or a sorry face. They was just like, I'm sorry. And you're like, you ain't mean that. Well, you don't know if they mean it or not because you can't see what's in their heart. Now, you see, you, you make a guess on the outward, but that's no guarantee of what's on the inside of their heart because we can't see our heart. But you know what? This, this is what I found out, that even though you can't see, uh, even though you can't see people's hearts, if people don't correctly guard their heart and people don't uh, keep their heart like they're supposed to, what happens is, the heart or the effects of what's in their heart will begin to show up and make a scene. Put my out of sleep. 
Let me help me. See, I'm not supposed to wear it like that is. Show up and make a scene. So, now I know I say look clean. But I'm, um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just using this as, as illustration purposes. Because I could go another direction right now, but. But if you came in here and you ain't hear everything I said before this, you sit down and be like, something wrong with that man. Right? Because this is not the normal way that you wear the suit. This is designed to, to be on the inside, right? Not on the outside. And that's your heart. Your heart's designed to be on the inside. But when you don't protect your heart properly, what happens is your heart becomes exposed. And now your heart becomes seen and the issues thereof. And so now, how does it show up? It shows up in fear. It shows up in unforgiveness. Shows up in anger. It shows up in selfishness. It shows up in not speaking to people. Come on. And so it shows up and makes a scene. And so now you go off on people instead of work well with people. Oh, some good teaching right here. I'm going to go ahead and encourage myself in the Lord right here. Yeah, you go off being sharp with people. Because you haven't guarded what was designed to be on the inside. So now, whenever you expose a heart, that's why an operation open heart surgery they make sure the environment is sterile because the heart was never designed to be exposed. And so if you have to expose it to correct it, you want to keep it in an environment that's sterile, that won't anything else contaminate it while it's exposed. But when you begin to expose your heart, now you begin to be in environments that's not sterile, but environments that, that, that would then continue to per perpetuate that which you don't want. And so now exposed hearts lean towards other exposed hearts. And so you move closer to other people that got heart issues. And so you don't want to get in the hospital. You don't want to get in the environment that's sterile where you can get healing. You want to stay in an environment that will, uh, that will give you a false sense that you okay how you are. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. And now for your convenience, you can make your contributions online.
Join us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.